You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. You know, I don't know about you, but I had a really interesting week this week with a lot of different news about a lot of things and had to pray a lot for a lot of folks. And, um, <laughs> uh, you know, when you go through things like, in fact, it, it just topped it off this morning as I was driving in, there was a, a, literally a, a dead person on the side of the road. And I got, because I get all the 911 calls for San Joaquin County. And so, uh, so I, but it, and I, when I got that one this morning, I thought, that's an interesting thing. That's right where I'm going to be driving. So, uh, but praise God. Yeah, there was a person there and they were taking care of him. Uh, but, um, laying, you know, he was just there. But anyway, so, you know, you get, you get to thinking, okay, Lord, it's getting a little crazy out there. <laughs> Have you noticed that? If you notice, it's just, you know, and, and, and it, like, well, it seems to be just as crazy. Well, yeah, it's been crazy, but it's, it's getting a little crazier. And while I'm talking, go ahead and go to, to Romans chapter 10, if you would. I'm just going to admonish you, and I'm going to stir up your faith this morning. Amen? I need my faith stirred up. Hallelujah. I just need to encourage myself. But also, when I say that, it's not that I'm, it, it, you know, I don't get down. Uh, you know, I just, I just, I don't. I get to pick myself back up. I always, uh, uh talk to God every single day of my life, but also get the word of God. But I just want to share some truths with you that'll encourage you and strengthen you because believe it or not, folks, we are the answer right now. Amen. Jesus is the answer. We have Jesus, so we have the answer. Amen. We have hope. How do you know that? How do you know that you bring peace everywhere you go? At least you're supposed to. Amen. You're supposed to bring peace. You're supposed to bring hope. You're supposed to bring faith into the situation. Amen. And then when you're the happiest person in the room, man, everybody wants to talk to you. You know, if you're the one that's up, then everybody wants to take a drink from you. And how many of you know you can get drained if you don't continually refill yourself up? So we're just going to get you all full so you can go out and just uh, reach out and touch everybody you come in contact with. That you can just pour on them, dump on them, or just splash over on them. Just let them get an overflow blessing. Amen? Or as, as they used to say, a slopped over blessing. Amen? In, in Romans chapter 10, I'm going to actually do something a little bit interesting. I heard this from a, a, a guy that I, a good friend of mine. And anyways, he, he did this one time way, way back. I don't know how many years ago. But the Lord just reminded me. And I was reading the word of God, just praying and saying, okay, Lord, doing some things. And he said, I want you to do this. I want you to go ahead and get in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. But then I want you to read it backwards to verse 8. And I want you to listen to this because I want you to listen because this is God speaking to you and me because it's the word of the Lord. But it actually brings things into, into a little bit different perspective uh, of what goes on. And now we know these verses stand alone, but, uh, but watch what it says in. Verse 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah has said, Lord, who hath believed our report? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. How shall they Call on him whom they have not believed, and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? 
For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach. Amen? Doesn't it make a whole different perspective of what we need to do? Faith does come by hearing. And how are they going to hear unless there's a preacher? And how's the preacher going to go unless he be sent? And God's called us from the Great Commission. God sent us all. But notice verse 8 said, that's the verse to get into. He said, but what saith the word is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Amen. God's heart, God's plan, God's purpose is for his word to be in your mouth and it to come out so that others can be blessed by it. Others can be helped by it. Others can be changed by it. And how do you know that words are the thing that changes everything? Words change the atmosphere of every place we go. You know, I, I, I wrote this down many, many years ago. If what, if what I'm seeing is not what I believe, then what I'm seeing is just I'm walking by sight. And so what I got to do is keep speaking my faith until I can get to see what it is. Because faith changes the circumstances around me. And it's not a hocus pocus. It's not uh, trying to make something happen. It's actually believing something and letting God make it happen. Because how many of you know God's word in your mouth is the same as God's word in his mouth? But see, God, that's the way God operates in our lives is he gives us his word, gives us scripture, gives, speaks to us, and then we honor that. And when we speak that out, that's when God has a right to move in our lives. Because that's how you got saved. Right here, it just said it's with the mouth that you, 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 you confess unto salvation. Amen? It's with the heart that you believe unto righteousness. Isn't that what the, the verse 10 says? It says that, you know, for with the heart we believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You can't be saved unless you say something. You're not going to receive from God unless you say something. Now, here's the problem. We've got to be looking at what we've been saying and talking. But here's the thing. You can have a great confession, but if it's not based on the word of God, it's just words. See, because the word of God is the powerful thing. I just want to stir you because I want to get your faith to work for you. See, so said, well, you're just always wanting us to, no, to, to, to be happy. Or you always want us to say these things. You always want to be upbeat. No, I want you to speak words of life. Listen, there's enough doubt and unbelief. There's enough junk being said. There's enough things. I mean, everybody's cursing the earth right now. Everybody's cursing their lives. We got to bring out, we got to reverse the curse. We got to turn around and speak words of life. We got to be a voice. We got to say, hey, God, we're here. I heard this, somebody said this too, that your voice is your address in the spirit. And if your voice is your address, then you got to, if you want God to get things to you, he's got to know where you're at. Amen. Amen. And as we look to this and we look to believing and just allowing faith to rise up on the inside of us. Amen. First John chapter five and verse eight says, whose report are you going to believe in one sense? It said, if we receive the witness or the report of men, the witness or the report of God is greater. Amen. 
For this is the witness, the report of God, he which has testified of his son. Amen? That God's son, Jesus Christ, has come. He's defeated the enemy. No matter how it looks out there, guess what? The enemy is defeated. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen? There's things that God wants us to do. You know, when we look at this and he says that, you know, faith comes by hearing. Amen? Not having heard. You got to continually hear. You got to continually hear. You got to continually refresh you. You got to continually do that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You got to continually take hold of the word. You say, well, why? I know that. I know that. Listen, anytime that you look at the word of God or the scriptures and you say, I know that, and it doesn't thrill your heart, it doesn't cause you to want to jump up, shout, turn around, run across the building, then you don't know it. Job said, I love your word more than my necessary food. Amen. So I said, well, pastor, why, why do you want to do that? Because see, when the word of God, when you hear the word of God, it should thrill your heart. It should bring life to you. It should change what you, all of a sudden, it just changes the circumstances. It's like, it should be like just fresh water when you're so thirsty. Amen. It should change everything. It just changes everything. Hallelujah. And let me just share something here too because this, this, this keeps coming up, coming up. You say, yeah, but you know, I, I look at the Bible and I see it and I, and, 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 I, and I believe it, but how come it doesn't seem like it's working? You know, when I see that in my life, what I've always seen in my life, okay, this is the way my life's supposed to be and this is the way my life is. Okay, this is, you know, now I could say this isn't right and I'm going to believe what I see. But I turn over and go, okay, this is the way it's supposed to be. This is the way God says it is. This is the way I see it. So now I got to look and see more, more God's ways. And so I just need to get more word on the subject. I just need to get more light on the subject. I need to open the curtain because I can't see the big picture. I may only, the curtain may only be open this wide and I'm going, man, this is lousy. But man, if you open the picture, whoa, this is pretty cool. But just need more word on the subject. I just need to get more of God's word. And I need to begin to agree. And then I watch God do what he said he would do. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Did you know that God does everything by you hearing his word? Yes. Never get tired of hearing the good news of the gospel. Because we've got to be the ones carriers of the word of God. We're carriers of, of what God's word is. And so when we carry the word of God out... The word of God will produce. It's the word of God that produces things in our lives. Amen. We can't, we can't get this. You know, in fact, go to Acts chapter 14. I want to share a little story with you. Go to Acts chapter 14. And the story of, listen, your faith works and your faith will work and your faith will stand. You're going to stand. Having done all the stand, we're going to stand. We're going to see the salvation of God. We're going to see the glory of God. We're going to see the power of God. We're going to see the miracles of God. God's still a miracle working God. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that with all of my heart. I am not backing off. <laughs> you know, just because you know, the devil's raised his ugly head, just because it looks like he's, you know, trying to get mouthy and he's, he's, he's got a bigger voice, it seems like right now. It does. It seems like, you know, chaos, craziness is shouting from the housetop. 
But in Mark chapter 4, there's a scripture that says when the seed is sown, and it's the smallest seed, it's a seed of a musket, it's the smallest seed, but when it's sown in the ground, it grows up and it becomes greater. And it looks like sickness, disease. It looks like, you know, bondage. It looks like, you know, this is going this way and it's going that way. But my God's greater. Greater is he that is in me. Hallelujah. God said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. Glory to God. God's my protector. God's my provider. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God said he, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And we're the church. You know, we've preached for years and years and years that the church is, is, is the center of what Jesus is doing, what God is doing, and it's the one in charge. But, you know, we've allowed everybody else to take over. Now that we've got to stand our ground, we're not so sure we're in charge. Amen. We walk around like somebody else is in charge. I always walk around like I'm in charge. Because we are in charge. Wherever the soles of my feet go, I get to take dominion, the Bible says. I get to take authority. Hallelujah. Because I bring his authority with me. Amen. Hallelujah. We bring that with us. And it's not to combat. It's not to, to, to uh, you know, try to push our way in it. It's just to say, no, this is, I'm in charge. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate that exclamation point. All right. <laughs> Acts chapter 11. <laughs> we know that was good old technology there, but that's okay. Acts chapter 11. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Actually, Acts 14. I told you 14 and then I go to 11. Acts 14. I'm going, that's not the one I want to hear. I have Acts chapter 11 too. That's a, that's a good one too. It is, because it's when, you know, they went down to, Peter went down to Cornelius' household, and God sent an angel to, to, to tell Peter, hey, you need to go, God sent an angel to Cornelius, and you need to send for Peter, because angels can't get anybody saved, we have to get people saved, amen? But Acts chapter 14, verse 7, it says, as you, you know, Paul went down to Lystra and Derby, and then he went into Lyconia there in verse 6, and he says, and there they preached the gospel. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being crippled from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and he walked. And when the people saw what it had done, they lifted up their voices saying in the speech of the Lyconians that the gods have come down in the likeness of men. (laughs) Pretty crazy, huh? Then he said, and they called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercurius because he was the chief speaker. Amen. And then the priest of Jupiter, uh, uh, which was before their city, brought, I mean, look, this is going on. They're bringing oxen and, and guard. They're gonna, and they're going to sacrifice, you know. And then Paul, verse 14, which when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard that, they rent their clothes and they ran in among the people crying out, saying, hey, wait a minute, time out. Don't be doing dumb things like this. Hallelujah. You know, and, and, and begin to just share and say, whoa, you know, stop, stop doing some things here. But I want you to see something here because we have a tendency to try to get in on God's side. You need to get in and stay on your side. We make it so hard to live this Christian life. We make it hard to believe and we make it hard to have faith. 
How many know when you believe something, like you all came in here and you just plopped your carcasses right down in them chairs because you believe that sucker's going to hold you? None of you came in. None of you came in and went and said, all right, let me check this puppy. All right. See, I've got this here. Okay. Because you've been coming and sitting on them before. But what happens if, you know, we'd have done something here and we just fake it out? But no, you know, why? Because you believe that that thing's going to hold you. You know, we make believing God and we make faith a work. And faith is a rest. Amen. See, Paul did something. And then we make sharing the gospel hard. We make healing hard. I got news for you. I can't heal anybody. But I serve a God, Jesus, who is the healer. And he put healing in my hands. He said all of us that that believe have healing in our hands. We are all supposed to lay hands on the sick. And they'll amend. They'll get healed. They'll get whole. Because Jesus said that. But it ain't you. It's him. But we get to thinking, "Ah, I got to. I got to do, you know, we always break down this and we always give you all of these steps and all of this stuff. But you know what? It comes down to one thing. Lord, I trust you. And Lord, I love you. And Lord, I have faith in you to bring it to pass. Amen? See, everyone in this room has great faith. It's so easy to have great faith. Everybody has strong faith, strong faith, strong faith. You say, what do you mean? No, I don't. I know I don't have any faith. I don't. No, yes, you do. You just don't know how to exercise strong faith. Romans chapter four. I'm going to get to this. Romans chapter four. I'm just having fun. Romans chapter four. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, talking about Abraham and, uh, you know, verse, you know, I think 17 through 21. But anyways, right about verse 20 and 21, it says, Abraham was strong in faith. Doing what? Giving glory to God. Now, how many of you can say glory to God? Let's practice. Glory to God. All right, do a little bit better. Glory to God. All right, you can give God glory, okay? So you're halfway there. You're halfway there. Hallelujah. Halfway there. You got 50% done, okay? He's, you know, glory to God. He said, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what God has said, God can do. Now, how many of you believe God can do what he said he can do? Listen, if you woke up this morning and the earth is still here, God said, let there be light. God's the one that put the earth and the universe. God said, and the whole world is framed by the word of God. So if God said he's able to do it, he's done it. So if God said some things in the word of God, he'll do it for you. All you got to do is be fully persuaded. Well, so how do I know if I'm fully persuaded? Well, do you believe it? It's so funny. You say, you know, you say, we just need to mean it. So well, how do I know if I mean it? Well, find something that you actually mean, that you really do mean it in, and then see how you feel. <laughs> then just transfer that over to believing God's word. We have the hardest time believing the goodness of God and the blessings of God. And that God's really because of difficulty, because of tests, because of trials. Amen? Because Bad things happen. Come on. See, we all, we all want a utopia. We want everything to be perfect. 
And the funny thing about God is he said, the children of Israel, listen, I'm going to take care of you for 40 years. Your shoes ain't going to wore out because you guys are a bunch of backslidden buzzards. You don't do unbelieving, terrible things. But I'm still going to love you. I'm going to put fire at night to keep you warm. I'm going to put a cloud during the day. I'm going to rain manna out of heaven. And then I'm going to give you quail. And I'm going to get water out of the rock. You don't have any needs. I'm doing miracles every single day. And you're all out of the will of God. None of you in my will. And God's doing miracles after miracles after miracles after miracles. And he's not even liking it. And once they get into the promised land, there's giants. And there's enemies. And there's cities to be taken. And they're going to have to get in here. And they're going to have to plow. And they're going to have to work the field. And they're going to have to do something. And God says, woohoo, you're in my will. Time out. And I never understood that. I, you know, I just remember growing up, I'm going, they say, Dad, they went into, I said, yeah, but the promised land, they're getting killed, they got giants, they're going to have to work, they're going to have to bring things. I said, they have to do nothing over here. Nothing. Just wake up. Right? Right? It's what the Bible says. And, and God's not happy. He's so happy when he's working with you. God doesn't want to do everything. He's not going to do any, everything. He's so excited about you and I because he sent Jesus, glory to God, so he can live on the inside. He can say, isn't it such a blessing that God can go with you to see lives change and that we do it with God. Hallelujah. And yes, there is battles. And yes, there is difficulties. But glory to God, we get to see his mercy. We get to see his grace. We get to see his goodness. We get to see his love. And when the Lord began to speak to my heart, he said, he said, he said, a guy like you would never have made it in the wilderness. I said, I said, how come? He said, you get way too bored. You'd have been one that the snakes would have bit. And then you'd have to look up to the pole and keep gazing while the snakes are still crawling up your legs just so you can get healed. He said, see, I, and I said, well, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For, and then I go, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I got, I got to deal with all this. Thank you, Lord, that I was born now. Hallelujah. See, three things that Paul did and three things that the guy did to get healed that I want you to understand. Let's, let's get back to making faith easy. Let's just believe. God's got us, guys. Yes, we have to exercise our faith. Yes, we have to have a voice. Yes, we have to stand up for righteousness and truth. Yes, in every, every available opportunity. I mean, we want to we tell people, listen, this is wrong. This is, this is not right. This is, we want to stand up. Amen? Amen. We do. We want to declare truth. We want to declare right. We don't want to just roll over because we've got the answer. We've got to stand up and say, hey, no, I'm not going to let this. See, here's the thing. You know, It was in our hearts, we need to be led because Paul, number one, he preached to God. Number two, Paul perceived in his heart that there was faith in that man. Paul perceived that there was faith. Paul, you know what? You're going to be able to perceive that there's things that you need to do. You're going to be at the right place at the right time. God's going to direct your steps. There are things, and God's doing some supernatural things right now because he's getting us in position. 
He's getting us in position to have a greater, greater, greater voice in the world right now, folks. There are things that the Spirit of God, the things that the Bible says that are supposed to come to pass. It has to, and it's going to come to pass fast. Amen? Hallelujah. Third thing that Paul said to that guy, he did, when he perceived that, he actually acted. He told the guy, get up and walk. The guy's never walked. He doesn't even know how to walk. How do you tell somebody to do something never done? But man, he made an effort. He made an effort. He made an effort to stand up and he made an effort to walk. Hallelujah. But here's our part. Our part is to hear the word. That's what the guy, he heard the word. And that word, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It produced faith in him. See, the word produces faith in you. Your scriptures are going to come up. There. That's why we always talk about find scriptures. Do this because that's what it's going to do. And then what he did when he heard the word, he acted on what he heard. He acted on the word of God. Hey, I, have, I, believe, that I, I believe that I am. I believe the God. And he acted on it even though he didn't even know how to. Never had seen it before. Amen. We see God's hand. We see God's hand in his plan, his purpose. Hallelujah. But one of these days, I am going to actually get through some of my notes. You know, got all this stuff. I got five pages of really cool notes. I have tons and tons of notes, hundreds of pages. We never get through about the first, second page. But that's okay because you guys are so awesome. You guys just draw it out. We run around all over the place. It's so cool. But go with me to Mark chapter 5. I'm just stirring you up. These are things that are just going to stir you up because, listen, your faith needs to rise up and you need to know, hallelujah, that you have the answer, but also you need to know that you know the truth. You know the truth. See, it's an amazing thing that we've allowed all the words of the enemy. And yes, understand this. You know, we're facing an enemy that's the devil. And he manifests himself in sickness and disease and pandemics and all kinds of stuff. He does do all that, okay? He does. And this is, you know, and it's a wicked thing that, that, that the enemy has unleashed on the earth. But thank God that we've got, that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Because Isaiah 61 or 62 says this, you know, or actually, excuse me, Deuteronomy 28, the 61st verse or 62nd verse says that if there is any other diseases or any other sick sicknesses that are not written in this book, they're covered. It gives a whole bunch, but it's a, and then Galatians 3.13 says, but now, you know, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Amen. Thank God that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And the curse of the law was poverty, sickness, and second death. And we've been redeemed from that. Amen. So sickness, he said, any other sickness or any other disease that's not written in this law is also covered. Hallelujah. So COVID's covered. It's covered by the blood of Jesus, okay? It's covered. Yeah, it comes against, but it can't stay and it can't kill. Hallelujah. Glory to God, because Jesus' blood is far greater. Amen? Hallelujah. It is. It is. You know, thank God for that. Thank God. Hallelujah. Uh, You know, for the blood of Jesus. I should get over to Mark chapter 5. That would be a good idea. Hallelujah. But, you know, we're not... Saying faith never denies the reality of things, it only changes it. Amen. Faith hits it head on. Hallelujah. It says, okay, let's see what we're going to do. Hallelujah. And see, my faith is in what God says, facing what the Word of God says, not what somebody else says. Hallelujah. And I always believe what His truth says. Amen. We know this story, but I just want to put you in remembrance. I have to always remind myself. 
You know, you've heard my story. I, you know, and I confess, yeah, I'm a faith preacher. I am, okay? I am. That's, that's my forte, okay? That is my forte, the spirit of faith. You, you, I'm the most optimistic person you're ever going to meet. I'm always up. I'm always, I am, no matter what transpires. I just, it, it is me, and I, I'm sorry for that in one sense because people get mad. I don't mean to be that, you know? Because you say, well, you can't understand this. You can't minister to people who are depressed or down. In one sense of the word, I may not know how you feel, but I know how to get you out. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, I just am. And, you know, that's, that, is, that is the key to it when, when you see it and know. But see, here's the thing. I feed my faith and I feed myself on faith in healing and you know, just the word of God. I feed it on all the things. I have a daily confession. I have things. And so I feed and I read and I read things and I feed my faith every single day. And I remember a minister, he's in heaven now, but he came, a pastor friend of mine, because he was struggling. He says, I just want to talk to you. I need some help. I said, sure, come on over to my office. Come on. You know, and he sits down at my desk. And of course, if you go into my office here now, you'll see that I have bookshelves all the way around me. And I've always had bookshelves all the way around me. And I've always had books. You know, and so, uh, but you'll see those that I turn around and reach will be all books on the subject of faith, the subject of being led by the Spirit, the subject of miracles, the subject of healing. You'll see that, that all, of the, all of the things there, right there around me, those are all easy access. Because if I, you know, going to sit down, I'm going to read this, I'm going to read that, I'm just going to read it. And he said, and he sat down. He, he asked for a meeting with me. He sat down and said, hey. I said, cool, hey, how you doing? And he's a big guy. And he sits down and he says, oh, that's the problem, that's the problem. And he's pointing to my books. I'm going, what do you mean? What's the, what are you talking about? You came here for me to help you. What's the problem? You tell me, what's the problem? With me? Yeah, that's your problem. You're, you're, all those faith, you're, you're overbalanced on faith. You're overbalanced on this. And I'm just sitting there smiling because I'm thinking, okay, this guy's, you know, his church is failing, his marriage is failing, his family is failing, he's failing. My church is doing good. My family's doing good. Uh, uh, you know, my life is good. I'm healthy and whole. He has to come find out what I'm doing right, and he's mad at me. <sighs> Something's wrong with this picture. But no, you know, and he said, he goes, I said, well, I said, wait a minute, brother. I said, listen, I love you. I said, praise God. And he, and he was a dear, dear friend of mine, dear friend, uh, eventually. And... Um, <laughs> You got to understand, he was six foot three, weighed 310 pounds, okay? And he used to wrestle professionally with all the older wrestlers in uh, wrestling things. And so uh, he was strong. He was a big guy, big, strong guy, you know? So I knew he could just break me in half if he wanted to. But, you know, I, I just shared. But I said, no, brother, sit down, relax. I mean, let me just share with you. Here's what it is. The reason that my life is, is the way it is and the reason that you're asking how come I can do all the things and, and have all the things and, and, and still be in joy is because of all of those books on the subject of faith. See, because isn't it funny? I'm pastoring in the inner city. I'm pastoring where nobody wants to be. All the people that nobody wants. He's coming from the nice suburbs. He's not getting shot at every day. He's not getting threatened any day. He's not getting, he doesn't have to pick people up every day. He's not seeing people just laying and you know, doing that. I mean, he's not having to deal with anything. <laughs> Amen. 
Like, I mean, you know my story. I, people, pastors all over the nation, when they're having a bad day, they would call me while I was in Pittsburgh because they'd know if you call him, you'll, you'll, be, you'll love where you pastor. Because <laughs> ain't nobody had a Pittsburgh day. That's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, not Pittsburgh here. It's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But I didn't know any better. I thought that, thought that that was normal. I thought everybody had those days. I thought everybody was threatened every day. I thought everybody had people trying to break into their church every single day. I thought everybody was yelling at you. And I thought everybody had pastors screaming at you all the time. Telling you. Because that's how I started out. That's why I said I was born for this day. I got trained for 13 or 12 and a half years. Hallelujah. I done been in the trenches. And I'm thinking, hey, this is, this is, this is happy. But I just shared with him, and he, and he goes, I said, but let me just help you. Let me just share with you what, you know, and I was able to help him, praise God, to, to do some things, and it was good. But the reason I share that is because people have a tendency, when, they, when you do have faith or when you do believe God, they always want to get mad because they don't want you to be happy. They don't want you to have joy. Amen? Amen? They, they, you know, and we make this, so yeah, pastors, no, it's just simply believing. It's simply trusting that what God said is true. I have staked my entire life on this word. My entire life has been to believe that what God said is true, and I've given that to it, and, I, and I'm enjoying my life. I love it. I believe it because I'm ready to die for what I believe. I am fully persuaded. See, that's the difference. We want to just go far enough. And you can't just go far enough. You've got to go all the way. Amen. See, it's, it's, it's when you have heart faith that it receives from God. Amen? We look at this, but it seems like, yeah, I'm trying to get that. No, you're making it hard. It's simply, Lord, I trust you. We've done all that I know to do. I'm praying in faith. I'm believing you. I am trusting you. God, you've got to do this. Hallelujah. So I trust you. Amen? Yes. Have we done Mark chapter 5 yet? You already did? No, we didn't do that. See? If I were to ask you where we were at, you guys wouldn't have even told me. Mark chapter 5. Hallelujah. No, I'm just kidding. You guys are sharp. You're going to keep me in line here. Hallelujah. Look at verse 25 because we know this. But you need to understand you have the same faith as this woman has. It says, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. Doesn't that think that's where we're at right now? We've tried, we go, we're doing everything, we're going in, people have done everything they can, they've gone to the dot now, and they're just getting worse and worse. You know, here's the thing. When she heard of Jesus, what do you think she heard about Jesus? Jesus was the healer. She wasn't she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press and touched his garment. For she said, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I'll be made whole. I, she heard of Jesus, listen. I've heard this guy, I don't even have to have him talk to me. I don't have his hands laid on. I just need to touch his clothes. Amen? And a straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and he said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, you see the multitude, they're thronging you, they're all touching you. And you say to us, who touched you? He looked around about to see her that had done this, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, 
Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Thy faith. Aren't you glad you don't have to rely on anybody else? I'm so glad for that. I'm so glad that I'm, you know, I'm so glad that I don't have to rely on somebody else to receive the things that God has for me. Now, thank God for praying one for another. Thank God. We have prayer. We have a prayer team. We're praying. We're agreeing with you. But what I'm talking about, I want to strengthen you. I want you to know where you're at, right? Or you can do this. You've got, he said, daughter, thy faith has made you whole. Because it was her faith. She just believed. Remember over in Acts, in Acts chapter 5, after in Acts chapter 4, when they prayed, they were threatened by, don't preach nor teach in this man's name anymore. They were threatened and beating, beaten. And in verse, chapter 4, verse 23 says, being let go, they went to their own company. And they told them about all what the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Then they lifted up their voice to God in one accord. And they said, God, thou art God, the Lord of heaven and earth. And you have made and created all things. He said, behold, they're threatening. He said, now grant unto thy servants that with all boldness that we can speak thy word. And stretch forth your hand to heal. So that mighty signs and wonders will be done in the name of thy holy child Jesus. Amen. Then the place was shaken. Then in Acts chapter 5 verse 12, they went out and the disciples went out and they began to do miracle signs and wonders and people in so much that if even if Peter's shadow fell on some, if Peter's shadow fell on them, people got healed. Just the shadow. You say, whoa, was it? You know, because people said, we're not going to be able to get there. But you know what? Look at that. His shadow's coming at her. Let's have faith in the shadow. And we look at ourselves and go, I can't, look at it. it I just, I can't get there. We're like the guy sitting by the pool that the angel come down and stirs. And Jesus says, hey, do you want to be healed? I ain't got nobody to help me. Nobody around to help me. Can't get in. Every time I try to go, somebody jumps in ahead of me. He says, I got no man to help me. That's what we all, ain't got nobody helping me. And then Jesus heals him. He left a whole, all the other porches sick, but he, he heals that guy, you know. But he was making a point. Did you want it? And the guy's like, I'm trying, but nobody's here to help me. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. I got about 10 or 15 minutes left. You want me to use that one? <laughs> uh, the battery's dead? No, oh, My battery in here, the backpack, is that's what's going on or what? We don't know. We'll figure it out. Ooh, look at that. Now it just makes you want to preach. Come on. See, that's why they won't let me get this thing very often, because man just does something to me. Just makes you stand up and go, yeah, come on now. <laughs> Amen. No. You say, well, how come that happened? How come this happened? How come in the early church there were miracle signs and wonders? Now, people with theologians want to tell you that, well, God did all that so he could start the church, but he's not doing that anymore. Are you kidding me? Come on. God, God's still doing miracles. But you know, the, the, the key is, is that the uh, disciples and everything, in the, they were preaching the gospel. They were talking about the mighty name of Jesus, talking about the power. And so people heard about, man, the anointing, the presence that was on Jesus is now on them. And they were declaring. And so people were coming. They were bringing. They were laying the sick out there. And the sick were trying to get them to touch them. They were trying to get them to pray for them. But nothing. And so, and, and can you imagine the first one that said, I'm going to jump in the shadow. And got healed. 
How many know we're running to the shadow? He said, well, what power is in the shadow? It's not the shadow. It was faith in believing that God could do. See, we look at things and everybody said, well, I want to know what the magic word is. If the magic word is the word that God gives you. The magic word is the scripture God gives you. That's the magic word. That's the word that's going to set you free. That's the word that's going to cause life to flow into you. That's the word that's going to bring to you the results, bring to you what you believe. Like Mark eleven twenty four says, what things, now when it says this, what things have you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That last part of that verse, and you shall have them. Jesus said that. If you believe that you receive them when you pray, you get them. We get, we want to say, well, that's not true. That's not, I could, no, you got to, the key is you got to believe. John 15, 7 says, if, if you abide in me, that means if you're born again, if you live in him, you vitally united to him. He said, then if you, uh, you know, abide in me and my words abide in you, then you can ask what you want and you have it. Well, pastor, now you're done gone to going crazy. No, I'm just telling you, I'm just reading scripture to you. See, we have this, we have this, this such a mental block within us that we want to add to and, and, and try to, try to make it hard. How many of you know Jesus didn't make it hard? He made it very simple. How many of you know that Peter and John were ignorant and unlearned fishermen? The Bible says. They had no degrees. Now, I'm not going to get anything to read. I'm just saying to you, they, they didn't know much. The one thing that they did know, and everybody knew that they knew, they'd been with Jesus. And when you've been with Jesus, it's like, it's like the guy that was healed of a blind man. He said, whether this guy's a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, now I see. See, one thing I know, I, I was lost, but now I'm found. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And see, faith is always believing that God is doing and God is willing. Okay? Not that he might be. No, that he is. He said, I am. Well, what does I am mean? It means I am whatever you need me to be. I am. I am. I am whatever you need me to be. I am what I am. Amen. We need to understand that we need to just take hold and let the presence and the power of God change our lives. Amen. She said, well, what I'm facing, I know what you're facing. But that's when you say God's grace and you face and say, Lord, help me. Give me wisdom to walk through this. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, we need to understand and face some things and stuff. I did get one call this weekend, since I've been telling you guys this. You know, my mama has made a really turn for the worse. And, uh, but she's doing fine. I mean, she's going to go home to be with Jesus sometime this year, soon. And uh, she knows that. Everything's in order. She's having a good time. And uh, because, you know, why she believes in Jesus. It's amazing, you know, how many folks who say, well, yeah, I know, and I understand you know, I I'm, don't believe that anybody should go to be with Jesus sick. But I also know, praise God, that you just trust him in everything that you're going through. And that's what she's doing, and that's what we're doing, and it's, it's going to be wonderful. I'm gonna, you know, when I get the call, it's going to be, hey, praise the Lord. Just lay back, open up your mouth, and let her go. Let your spirit leave your body. It's all good. Because there's a heaven. And that's a reality. There is a heaven, guys. Amen. We don't want anybody to die because we want everybody to be here with us. But you know what? 
the Bible says that to die is to gain. Now, don't be all checking out. You can't be checking out early because if you don't want Jesus to say, you missed, you're not supposed to be here right now. Okay? So don't be doing that. But let me just share this. Let me do this in closing because I just wanted to stir your hearts up and also get you to quit fighting so hard to get God to be on the scene. God is here. He's never left you. His presence is here. God is here. God is still speaking. God is still speaking. Amen. He's still speaking. Hallelujah to Jesus. He is totally still speaking. Hallelujah. When we believe that the word of God is our final authority, it changes everything. When you believe that what God says, and then you trust him. Well, I I found this scripture in the Bible, so I'm going to believe that. God says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to believe him. Hallelujah. Let's close with this. Go to Proverbs chapter 4. You can keep playing. It's good. I like it. If you're just playing faster, I'd just we'd be preaching. So don't be doing that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. These are scriptures that are, that are just scriptures that I actually quote almost every single day that I look at and see. When I say that, I, I put myself in remembrance. I know a lot of them by heart. But how do you know when things aren't going the way they need to go, we have to check up on some things. And there's three things that we've got to check up on. Number one, we've got to check up on what are we thinking. What have we been thinking? Because you know the wrong thinking can mess you all up. It can. And because uh, the enemy puts thoughts in us. Well, they don't care about me. Look at that. They just kicked me to the curb. How do we react to those things? If we react right, God fights our battles. And he turns our captivity. And he brings things to life. Amen. Because see, wrong thinking brings wrong believing. Because then you start believing everybody's against you. Or nobody wants to help me. Nobody cares. Amen. It just gets you to a place and a point that... Oh, my gosh, my faith isn't working. This isn't happening. Nobody's around here. Come on. You know, where's all my friends? (laughs) Amen? And then where does wrong thinking and wrong believing take you? Takes you right down to wrong talking, wrong saying, and then wrong doing. And then you just get all messed up and say, man, I didn't really mean to say that or do that, but you did it and you said it. And so what we have to do is we have to grab a hold. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, it says, My son or my daughter, attend. Give attention to my words. Make them the focal point. Incline your ear unto my sayings, which simply means your ear needs to hear your mouth speak the word of God. Hallelujah. Then it says, Let them, those words, not depart from before your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life. Everybody say life. Glory to God. They are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Glory to God. But look at verse 23. It says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life or the forces of life. Hallelujah. We've got to guard our heart more than anything else, folks. Listen, we don't need to be in this thing for this long a time and then all of a sudden let the enemy rob us. 
what we need to do is say, you know what? We're still going to trust God to the end. See, nobody understood about David. And, and the reason I'm sharing this because you have to, you know, we're in, a, we're, in a, we're in a time and a season that friends, families, different things, you know, there are people going home. There's people that have died. You know, David, when he, uh, his son, the one that he had with Bathsheba and, you know, Nathan said the son was going to die. But David put on sackcloth and as he was praying, he was praying and he wouldn't eat and he wouldn't be comforted. And he's praying, and he's crying out to God to see if his son would live. And he fought all the way down until his son passed, died. And so the, the, the uh, you know, his guys that were there that are around him going, oh my gosh, if he's this bad when the son was alive, how bad is he going to be after death? See, as Christians, here's the thing. All of a sudden, David hears him whispering over in the corner. And he gets up and he says, is my son dead? And they said, yes, Lord, your son is dead. David gets up, washes his face, puts on clean clothes, takes a bath, gets everything, comes in and says, hey, I'm hungry, let's eat. And everybody's freaked out. Wait a minute, your son just died. He said, yeah. He said, I was praying and asking God for mercy and seeing if, God could, if, it, if we could change it. It didn't change, but I fought hard. He said, but now, guess what? He, my son, can't come back to me, but I get to go to him. See, we got we to realize that this is not our home. This earth isn't even our own. God's going to bring a new heaven and a new earth. Listen, folks, quit trying to save the planet. When we get the rapture out of here, this plant's going to be here for another thousand years. Okay, we're going to come back, you know, in seven. And so, and be able to rule and reign with Jesus. So don't, don't, don't worry about that. God's going to do it. That doesn't mean, don't, you don't be throwing trash out your windows, okay? You at Harvest Bible Church, you act right, you recycle, you do everything you need to do. Come on. But what I'm saying is don't make that your priority. Don't make that your focal point. Let's make Jesus our focal point. Let's begin to be the preachers that God called us to preach. Let's be sent out because God called us and he sent us out to do this. Let's begin to believe and have faith and take the word of God. Hallelujah. And begin to bring it to this nation and bring it to these people because the fire and the power of God is going to reside on Harvest Bible Church. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. I honor you today, Lord. I just thank you and praise you. You've just told me to just stir our hearts up. But you also told me just to tell everybody, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and not quit trying so hard to believe. Quit trying so hard to exercise your faith. Simply trust him. Simply take him at his word. Simply believe that what he says is true. Quit trying to figure everything out in your little brain. Quit trying to work at it. Now, this is just for you. And understand this, because I'm going to share this. Listen, you, don't, you can't work your way to heaven. You can't work your way to receive things from God. But once you do have a relationship with God, he'll call you to good works. He'll call you to do things. Because that's how you see his hand upon your life. And he's tied many of your blessings and many of the answers to your prayers. He's tied them to what you do for others. I knew I'd have a holy silence on that. It's okay. Hallelujah. God's called us to be an answer to somebody else's prayer. 
God's called us to bring a word in due season. God's called us to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. God's called us to bring a word in due season. God's called us to give an answer for every man that asks the reason of the hope that's within us. God's called us to be his ambassadors, which means if you see us, you're going to get to see Jesus. And so, Father, my prayer is is that you would make each and every one of us all the things that you've called us to do. That you would, every person we come in contact with, that you're going to open doors. Father, we can bring hope, we can bring love, we can bring joy, we can bring peace, we can bring faith. Hallelujah. We can bring deliverance, we can bring healing, we can bring whatever it is because you are with us and you are in us. Oh, thank you, Father God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we honor you for that. And Father, we are going to consider you. We are going to consider Jesus. We consider him. Hallelujah. And Lord, now, as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, just because we're honoring you and we're we're taking inventory of our own selves. But Father, if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior, or anybody watching, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you're not sure about this whole Christianity thing and you're not sure about Jesus, or here's another invitation, if you're here and you say, you know, I do believe it, I need help. I need to know that, that I really, really, truly am saved, that I, I want to come back to God. I want to come, and I want to rededicate my life, or I want to come, and I just want to know that God is truly my Savior. Listen, it said there, faith come by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Amen? It also said that it's with the heart that man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But the verse right up before that says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. It's believing that with your heart and speaking it with your mouth that causes salvation. And it's God begins, he just transforms you. He makes you into a new creature. Hallelujah. So if you're here and you'd say, yeah, that's me. I need Jesus right now. Just, or I need to come home. Or I need to make sure of my salvation. I need to make sure of it. So many people don't know that they're, they're, they're in doubt. Listen, you need to continue to respond to God until you know. Don't stop responding just because you think, well, what are people going to Who cares what people think? This is life and death. This is between you and your Savior. Hallelujah. So just raise your hand real high. I'll pray for you. I love you. God loves you. He cares. He truly does. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I see that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, that's the thing. And then online, the same thing. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray with this. Here's the thing about it. 1 John 1, 9 is written for us that, to come back to the Lord. And, and what it is is we just get to confess our sins because God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And the wonderful thing is we don't have to get good enough. But I want all of you here under the sound of my voice and all of you that are watching, let's do this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that you sent Jesus to die for me. I believe with all of my heart that he came, that he lived, that he died, and that he was raised from the dead just for me. 
Jesus, you're my Savior. You're my Lord. Thank you. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, you said that when we would declare that, when we would pray and we would seek your faith, when we would just say, Jesus, we would believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus being our Lord and Savior something supernatural happens Father you also said that it's not based on our works it's just based on our belief that you love us and you love us so much and Father I think that's, that's my prayer for Harvest Bible Church this morning too is that they would know how much you love them that you love them as much as you love Jesus And Jesus loves them so much that he died for them. He gave his all. Father, thank you for that love and that grace. And Lord, we honor you now as we go from this place and we go out, we're going out into a mission field out here. Father, we're going out into a world that needs Jesus now more than ever. They're looking for truth. They're, They're looking for answers. They're needing hope. They're needing someone to care. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah that we are that one that enables us to do it. So, Father, be magnified and be glorified. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.